now we can do a show. <laughs> it, well, it helps if you're recording to start a show. Mm. Or actually, I was recording. It helps if your mic isn't on mute. Yeah, that's Hi guys. That's a pro tip right there. Mm-hmm. For po- you podcasters, you, you budding podcasters at home, turn off mute. <laughs> turn off mute. Turn your mic on. Record your podcast. And you're basically done. <laughs> and then just wait for the money to roll in. <laughs> You want to podcast as smoothly as Dan, John, and I do. You're going to want to do the same level of preparation we do before each episode, <laughs> which is to say, what are we talking about today? You know, it's funny. Every time James Thompson comes on the show, he's like super, super right. stressed out that he's not yeah. going to be prepared, and I have to remind him. <laughs> nobody else. We don't show for the show, Tip. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Uh, did you guys make any incredible tech purchases on? The holiest of Black Fridays and the joyousest of joyousnesses of Cyber Mondays. Most joyous. <laughs> I think of I Cyber bought Mondays. one thing, and it's not even that exciting. It's a it's a Philips Hue strip lighting, like the long, like flexible light. Yeah, I know. I know John's gonna laugh because he's twelve. Uh, <laughs> it's like the long, flexible roll of light. Did you get the Did you get the pole that goes with it? <laughs> yeah, you wrap it around the pole. Um, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to brighten up the kitchen a little bit and the really it's not what the poles for. the pole will do that um and i think the downside we 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 put it up so it's got like adhesive stuff on the back and you're like it's, it's, i think it's intended mainly to be used for like under cabinet lighting um and it's quite bright which is impressive but we just like put it up on the wall because our, our kitchen is so dim uh and it's great it really brightens up the kitchen if you look towards it, you will be blinded. So there's some downside. <laughs> does, mm. d- doesn't it have software that lets you dim it or no? It does. But like the problem is it's just it's not intended, I think, to be exposed in a way that it's pointing directly at you. But we don't mm. have a lot of like cabinet in the kitchen. So there's really no place to put it. And we need to brighten like the work surfaces because the overhead light, which is all there is, is incredibly dim. So I'm... Not sure if we'll last or not, but it definitely has brightened things up. And it was, it's an interesting piece of, it's, it's kind of wacky because it's like a light that you can, you can cut off parts of it. I mean, they, they cease functioning, obviously, but like you can size it to the space you have available. Right. So it's kind of cool and it is controllable with your, you know, with HomeKit or, uh, the Echo or whatever, but I'm not sure that we're using it for prescribed purposes. That is the only thing I bought. Did you guys buy anything? I mean, having kids, I do a lot of gift shopping, so not interesting tech things specifically. Although I, um, I did buy one thing, and since I don't know what it's called, hang on one second. <laughs> I hide. I hide Good. Good story. <laughs> well, Lex isn't here; he can't hear us. Let's talk about something else, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Well, oh, darn. He okay. can hear us. So the, um. The mic only works when I'm on top of it. I just wanted to see the name of the gift, and I hide all the kids' gifts in my office. Um, Bloxels. Build your own video games. Basically, it's like a, a physical board, kind of like an old-school Lightbrite board, but not electronic, that you can use to effectively design levels for a game. Oh, like, I've you put in the this. green and it's terrain, you put in the yellow and it's coins, the pinks are power-ups, whatever, blue is water. Then you take a photo of your thing. You can also make characters, and you take a photo with your iPad, 
and now it turns that into a playable video game level. You don't have to use the the physical board to make stuff. You could just design on the app, but like some kids like the more tactile thing. It looks very cool, and the reviews were like all four and a half stars, and it was on sale, and I was like, okay, it's Black Friday is what you do. So we got that. That's an A-Tech thing. It's called Bloxels. Spelled just like you think, with an X. Um, That's cool. And then a, a friend of mine, and a friend of Dan Morin's, who works at Sonos, was like, hey, I want to hook you up with a discount code. <laughs> <laughs> so I also ordered a Sonos One, but that doesn't that hasn't arrived yet. Oh, Sonos! So the uh, the voice and activated Sonos. Yeah, the 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 Sonos with X Alexa built in. Um, the the only thing I don't know is because right now I have because I'm an asshole. I have an Echo, an original Echo, and a Sonos speaker in my master bathroom so that I can play music obscenely loud in the shower and or get the weather once it's time for me to get out of the shower and get dressed and I was like well I could replace two things with one thing and then move the other two things throughout the house so that's the plan uh, but the reviews of the Sonos one on Amazon are not amazing because people are like it doesn't support all of the echo functionality I wanted mm. to support yet mm. but my assumption is they will fix that in software so I'm not yeah. I'm not super worried I had a lot of moments of seeing things like resisting that sale impulse like seeing things that were cheaper and be like oh I should get that mm-hmm. and then like having to like dial it back and be like all right is that actually something that i need or is that just something i kind of am interested in and it's cheaper now <laughs> and the answer is generally Be an american consumer on, dan. dan what the hell's wrong yeah, with right, you? i am right. this is america man. america <laughs> guys have you seen what america <laughs> looks like in 2017 it's time to push back <laughs> it's a fair me, it's getting pretty it's great again <laughs> No one asked no? you. No? Okay. That, yeah, right. Then then we didn't ask you. Um Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get anything. The only thing that I, I um I meant to get but uh had trouble getting was um a reduced price on a Plex pass um on, on Cyber Cyber Monday. But um for Cyber some reason Monday. the the email would load on my phone, and then when I would try to load the email on my Mac, it wouldn't show anything. It said this email has no content. And so I couldn't get, you know, like, I couldn't log in to purchase it. And so, I, I mean, and I tried, like, twice, and then spent a bunch of time trying to figure out what was wrong with my email, and then, you know, realized I needed to get some actual freaking work done. So, never got <laughs> well, that's to that's how you dissuade yourself from that sort of thing. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did yeah. get one other thing. Um that was tech-ish. I have used Tile to find my wallet many times. I lose it less now that I have the Tile. Like, I, I need the Tile less. Just be, It's like the same way if you have the umbrella, it doesn't rain. But I like having... I have used it to find my wallet at least twice. Um, but I... And although I my initial thing was like a four-pack of Tiles, it was the ones that don't have the little hole in it, so you couldn't put it on your keychain. I lose my keys every day. <laughs> I'm very, very bad about it. Since putting the tile... I, so I got the tile that mate key finder which is got the little notch that you can hook onto a key ring my wife suggested i just try to break a hole in one of my other tiles that i had but i was unwilling to do that although she's probably not wrong if yeah, i grabbed it like a dremel or something like that uh, i just don't know where the smarts are and, well you know, you know worst case scenario you you you'll find you out ruin it and you buy one of the ones with the hole in it but i got one with hole in it and since that time i have remembered to put my keys on the hook literally every time i've come home 
Right. Uh, right. So again, that's what it's for. I need to buy There's tiles. A, so although that, that did not. The, so what you're saying is we <laughs> that did not work. With my we wife. should go into business with just little plastic key rings <laughs> that we tell yes. people are smart, but really it just makes them that's think right. about yeah. where to put stuff. It's a mnemonic. That's I will say. Mm-hmm. I will say there was one thing on my list that I was trying to find a discounted price on, but have not been able to find like a good price on, which is a smart keyboard for my iPad Pro because I'm kind of interested. That that foldable keyboard that I know, I think John, you got one too. Are you still yeah. using that? Some not much. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I feel like <laughs> although I, although I'm not using any other keyboard yeah, either. So, so. I, a part of it was just it's not bad, but I've been bugged by the quality of it. Like there are still some keys that it just doesn't like very much. Uh, and I f- I find that if it's not fully charged, it won't connect. Uh, interesting. Mine my, my charge like the charge on mine has been really good. Like I'm I'm recharging it today, and that's maybe only the second time I've ever recharged it. Um, but you know, it was a, it was an instance of you get what you pay for, uh, which is to say it's fine, but the quality is not phenomenal. Uh, and I would like the idea of having the integrated cover that isn't as large as like a, you know, whole folio cover thing, you know, like a, like a, one of the watches yeah. cases or what have you. I don't need another laptop. I have a laptop. I want an iPad with a keyboard right. I can sometimes use. So I'm keeping my yeah. eye out for a discounted price on that, but I haven't seen... I've seen, like, 10 bucks off. That's about as good as it's gotten. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed at some of the uh, the discounts on some of these things, but whatever. I mean, Apple especially. It's, it's where past. The discounts, all are, past. the discounts are terrible in general. Uh, in case... Oh, they, I uh, mean, yeah. you'll need to remember this for next year now at this point, dear listeners, but in case you are not aware, the way to vet black friday cyber monday etc deals is through the wire cutter oh yeah really i just no that's option. literally all i was looking at i would wire I don't cutter deals to... on twitter yeah. is the thing i don't use their newsletter i mean i get the newsletter i just never read it but at wire cutter deals like everything that i bought that was electronic <laughs> came from a wire cutter deals recommendation i also bought an ice maker that they recommended because my ice maker is dead but that's not a very exciting purchase um <laughs> but yeah it's uh if uh, most deals are bad <laughs> deals are bad people <laughs> The wire cutter says, I think Jackie said that like six to eight percent, six to eight percent of people, or six to eight percent of the deals they found were actually legitimate deals. Was it even that high? I thought it was even lower than that. It was low. It was very, very low. It was very low. Yes. Let's let's just we can all agree on that. Um, Yeah. So other than that, it seems like the you know we're in that period of the year where since we now know the HomePod is not coming. this is uh so at some point the uh, I think I I mean sometime soon right within the next let's see check the calendar this is, this here is gonna be about the iMac Pro weeks yeah the iMac Pro like I think like rumor of like two weeks from today well they, uh, um there being some kind of a event or something they, or like oh, or just date coming I think they said that it's by the end of the year right so they're they're rapidly running yeah. out of time <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, said that about up. the HomePod too. So whatevs. Yeah, but they haven't announced the iMac Pro being delayed yet. So my guess is it will ship, but not in quantity. Uh, yes, like the first few units will start going out probably before the end of the year, but it will probably not start shipping at scale until early next year. I don't think anybody. Mine won't ship for for five years. <laughs> well, you well, keep, keep waiting for the because I won't. Keep waiting I won't, for the I won't, I won't size for one. <laughs> That's right. I need a tiny waiting for the iMac, iMac Pro, Pro. shaped like a shaped like a Mac <laughs> Mini. <laughs> man oh man well listen i I heard that we got to a a pause in the show we have a new sponsor i'm very excited to tell you guys about if you're an entrepreneur i think i told you about it last week too but they're still new (laughs) they're new in general if you were an entrepreneur a small business owner or even if you have a side gig let me introduce you to grasshopper the entrepreneur's phone system 
Grasshopper lets you run your business from your cell phone while keeping your business and personal lives separate. You get to choose from their huge inventory of local toll-free or vanity toll-free numbers. You simply forward your new number to your mobile phone and start taking calls immediately. Whether you're in an office, in your car, or out shopping for the holidays, Grasshopper's iPhone and Android apps help you stay connected to your customers. Not to mention you can send and receive calls and texts from your business phone number, set up multiple extensions for everyone on your team, get your voicemails transcribed and emailed to you, work from anywhere with call forwarding, make and receive calls from your computer via their desktop app, and even utilize Wi-Fi calling. Better yet, Grasshopper offers an easy and instant setup and 24-7 customer support, all without any long-term contracts. Be professional, responsive, and efficient with Grasshopper. Get your business phone number today. Go to grasshopper.com slash rebound to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash rebound. Thank you, Grasshopper. You're the best insect-named business in my heart by a wide margin. Grasshopper.com slash rebound. Chew on that. Prayingmantis.org. Cockroaches, Inc. <laughs> Yours was so much better. <sighs> Edit in his. Chew on that cockroaches ink. Pretend I said it. It's good. <laughs> just, just wipe me out of the podcast entirely. <laughs> Make all my good jokes, Lexus. <laughs> why do you? Why do you think it takes me so long to edit the show every week? It's a really. It's just a really hilarious monologue by me. I should try. I should, I should try listening to it sometime. No, I wouldn't recommend it. So this says there's a report that six million iPhone tens were sold over Black Friday weekend. I thought you were gonna say stolen. Oh. I was like, that is a lot. That would be a lot. Yeah. No, I think it's a lot to sell too, though. I mean, because I didn't. Th- I wouldn't have thought that they were shipping in that kind of volume at this point. Apparently, the, or maybe that's just orders. The reports I've been seeing suggest that they they are shipping faster. Than I think a lot of people expected, not necessarily because demand is low, but because they Apple has done a really good job ramping up uh, the product delivery. Uh, last I'd seen, I think the it's down to it's only like one or two weeks for ordering. And I even know some people. I think our uh, friend Scott McNulty like went into a store and bought one. And bought one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like they're out yeah. there. Well, sometimes they get they they get stuff like in the morning and then they. Weirdly enough, the Apple TV 4K with 64 gigabytes of storage has a four to five week shipping delay, raising the question, who the fuck is buying this? (laughs) Somebody. I don't know. It's a $200 set-top Just buy the cheaper, at least buy the cheaper one. Like, why would you buy the 64 gigabyte version? I just feel so bad that I already made my joke because I want to say that anybody who buys this is out of their forking mind, but I can't because I've already used it. So, Cockroach mm. yeah. um, but So, it's because you're in the bad Dan, place. Dan, have you gone to the Apple store to work on your face ID issues? <laughs> what, like go there and train all the iPhone 10s to respond to my face? Is that what I should no, be No, I mean, have you asked them about it? Because it's clearly, it's no. not working for you. It's not, it's, I, I am 72% confident it's not your face. I think it's something wrong with your phone. I actually don't believe that it is anything wrong with the phone based on my recent experiences. Um, oh? Well, I mean, it's it's been better in some places. It's still not, I think, quite as seamless as I had hoped for. Um, but I don't know... There are certain things that seem to trip it up, and I can't figure out if it's angles or lighting or what, but there is something, um, there are times when I feel like it should work that it doesn't, and I also think there's parts of the system implementation that are a little on the janky side, um, such as there are times where you can turn it on and it won't respond, like, it won't unlock 
like the first time maybe because you're not looking at it or something and then you try to look at it and have it unlock and you need to do something in order for that to trigger and then there are times where i look at it doesn't unlock i try again and it does unlock and i can't figure out what the difference between those times are uh and that makes me just wonder if there's like some bugginess in terms of when it lets you retry and when it doesn't let you retry i'm just saying if you were not on this show first of all the show would be much worse but if you were not on this show uh, i'm sucking up to day more everybody um mm. all our listeners would hear is that it's like flawless and works 99.927 percent of the time <laughs> like i have no issues the only challenge i ever have is sometimes if i'm looking at the screen uh and it doesn't like this typically happens if i grab the phone when i am uh first waking up in the morning because like my face is still half in the pillow and bleary eyed and that's my face that i can't recognize so i know i have to turn my head all the way to it mm-hmm. when i do that it's sometimes if i haven't turned my phone away and back to me it's like i'm just going to ignore you and i just do like a fake swipe up from the bottom for like uh, a centimeter as if i'm going to try to unlock it and that's like oh i see you and it, it then i because i want to see all my notifications that are blocked right, otherwise. right. yep yep I um, same but it, it works for me with such consistency that I truly can forget that it's even there. I find the speed variable as well. Like, and I can't tell if some of this is again my behavior or the system. But like, sometimes I'll I'll you know swipe it to unlock it, and it doesn't even show me that like lock opening animation because it's just done. Like it's already gotten there. And then a lot of times I have to like look at it and like swipe up, and it takes like a second, and it does the little padlock unlocking, and then goes up. You know, so it takes like a second or so. And bro, I something's wrong with your phone, bro. Something's wrong with your phone. <laughs> it shouldn't do this. You should go to the Apple store. I swear to you. Something's wrong with your phone. I don't go I don't think I do not think you're right. <laughs> I think this is just the way it is. <laughs> Honestly, like it's not like it doesn't unlock. Like but, so it's not seeing you well enough, man. Like it's either your face or your phone. <laughs> it's like are you saying that if I use your phone that it would unlock better? No, I'm saying that I think that the oh well maybe I don't know. Honestly, who knows if it's just like why don't you come over here, Dan? Bring your phone over. Come on. All right. Hold on one second. <laughs> right now. Walk, 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 walk. Oh, hi, Dan. Hey, how's it going, Lex? Good. All right, Thanks you know for what? I'll do one after the show's over. I'm going to do uh, a couple like screen caps and I will, I will compare notes with you and we'll see if you think it's really that, that perplexing because okay. I'm curious now. I don't I, think I like- it doesn't, it doesn't feel to me like this is something that's broken. It feels to me like. This is something that works pretty well, but not as reliably as other people have said. So I'd say my my success rate's more in like the eighty percent, eighty to ninety percent range. Okay, I mean, I don't get it. It's so bizarre. I really think that you should, if nothing else, train it on somebody else's face and see what happens. Like you have nothing to lose. It doesn't That's work fair. well enough for you. That's fair. Uh, all right, except your phone. Well, yeah, my <laughs> once I train my girlfriend's all face on me and she knocks me out and yeah, right. steals my phone, it's really going to be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a use case thing. Maybe it's a maybe it is a broken thing. Maybe it's just the software is inconsistent about some stuff. I don't know. Well, our our listeners can chime in with their own experiences and tell me whether or not they think my face and is our, broken and our readers. or my phone is broken. We, we are accepting all feedback. Um, <laughs> wow. We're going to open the call line. You're now. so handsome that it's like the phone finds you blinding. It's like I can't look. You know what's a little weird that I have noticed is that so the apps that have implemented Face ID inside of them like build on the touch id framework essentially Uh, i find those much more reliable for whatever reason i don't know that's that's bizarre it is bizarre i agree that doesn't strike me as broken though because like or at least not a hardware problem because there's no reason that would work and the other one wouldn't it strikes me as maybe the software is glitchy the um I, i do find this concept that i don't think apple talked about much but that people have written about so i'm not breaking news here but 
if an alarm goes off on my phone, for example, if I'm using my phone on the bus, last night I came home from late, late from work and I have this fear of falling asleep on the bus. <laughs> I finally did it once not that long ago and woke up well past my stop. Congratulations. It's horrible. Oh, no. Um, but so I have an alarm set on my phone. I was awake and looking at my phone. When the alarm goes off and you're looking at your phone and it sees that you're looking at it, the alarm is quiet. So instead of looking like an asshole on the bus with an extremely loud alarm, it's like, hey, you're looking at it. So just here's the time the alarm is going off and it's soft and quiet. It doesn't say anything with ringing when a call comes in. Like it's much quieter if it's easy you're looking at it. It's pretty smart. It's pretty clever. I am supportive of this plan. You know what I'm talking about, right, Dan? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Okay. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty clever. Like, your, your notifications don't have to be as noisy because we see we already have your attention. It's very smart. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think there's, uh, there are, I think there's even in more interesting things they could be doing with that. So I'm kind of curious to see how that progresses now they have their hard, this hardware at their disposal uh, because there's a lot of stuff I feel like you can do when you know the person is looking at the phone. Um I don't remember. Is it the um? Does it not dim the screen as fast when you're looking at the phone? I think it does. Correct. Yeah. So I, I mean, like that's Andy. I, I saw. I reposted something on Twitter yesterday. I think from uh, Shahid Kamal Ahmad about like the idea that using the sensors to determine like orientation when you're lying down, essentially. So using the accelerometer and the sensors figure out when you're lying down and don't like like. You know how you get in that weird position if you're like lying in bed trying to read your phone, and sometimes like you turn on your side and the whole thing switches into landscape mode, like because you're just holding it. If you don't have it orientation locked, like sometimes it can be tricky to like get it to stay in a in the right orientation because you're mm-hmm. in a slightly bizarre position. Like in some ways, you could use these sensors to detect. Oh, you're 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 lying down, like you're lying on the couch or something. I don't need to like change the the orientation of the screen. Um, or if you're playing video, especially, right? Like nobody wants to watch landscape video in portrait orientation because it's so annoying. <laughs> it's an it's an offense. Or portrait it's an offense. landscape. Nobody should be taking video in portrait, but you know. I, that that right. is also what true. we live in now. That is the world that we live I in now. Yeah, I I, uh, I have finally gotten to the point where I'm that guy who is annoyed at developers who haven't updated their apps. Where if the UI is blocked by the notch, oh I'm mad at God. you. That's the worst. And I also, um, I, like, it doesn't, I'm not disappointed with Google at this point. It's what I expect. Do you want to talk about the Google, the, the, apps. the Google app updates? I'm just, I'm just so annoyed at apps that are super letterboxed. It's like, there is no point to my phone at this point. If I can't use the screen, why do I have the bigger screen? The, if your the, app is going to, yeah. So the it. Google apps update from yes, yesterday was, uh, they updated sheets, docs, and slides to oh, work. So that. they, they do work with the iPhone 10 display now. Also oh, on iOS 11. Well iOS 11, they added drag and drop support. Asterisk. <laughs> this is funny to me. They added essentially drop support, not drag support. You can't get anything out of it, but you can drop stuff into it, which is That's so interesting. So, Why? I think they're probably, so they're essentially, I think, two different systems. And because Google has always used, it looks like its own custom code. Because it's yes. doing like the web collaboration stuff, whatever engine they're using, I think, to render the documents. It doesn't support. It doesn't seem like they've supported it. Like probably because they're using something that is slightly as cross-platform, and so I assume there's some trouble implementing it. I think implementing drop is a lot easier because you can just be like, "Oh yeah, hey, just put data right here. It's cool." Like you can accept stuff that gets dragged over. Whereas letting your stuff sort of be tokenized into a, a draggable object, I think, is more complex. Or maybe they just really don't want you taking any stuff out of there. <laughs> I don't know. That seems dumb. But I tested this, and it's like 
there's there's no drag swear, right? Like you can't even drag between Google app, Google Docs, and Google Sheets. Like you can drop stuff in from like notes or you know whatever else you're using, but yeah, you can't get stuff out of it. So half marks, Google. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, and I do use like I use the Sheets app on iOS a lot because I have a lot of Google spreadsheets that I keep like information in like for podcasts like clockwise and inconceivable i have like whole google spreadsheets for that because the sharing is so much better still than it is in like iWork apps where you can share stuff but it's it's all right <laughs> i've never really used it that much it's gotten better but it's not it still doesn't feel as seamless i um i love google's apps on the web Actually, I find the Google Spreadsheets is a really convenient thing for me. Yep. If somebody sends me an Excel, I almost always open it in Google Sheets instead. Um, I don't think any of the iOS apps for spreadsheets are good. I don't think Numbers is good. I don't think Google Sheets is good. I think Numbers is pretty good. Um, it's not yeah. as good as... I use Numbers all the time. Yeah, I use Numbers a lot. Yeah, I use it mainly on my Mac, uh, but oh, I use it on uh, iOS. Occasionally on my iPad. No, I, I'm, I use it on my Mac. Mostly. I mainly use it on my Mac, but I do use it on iOS occasionally. And I just don't do any heavy lifting on iOS. Like, it's usually there to look something up or to do some, like, really simple right. data entry. Yes. But I agree. It's better on the Mac than it is on iOS. But you know, And the only reason I ever use Pages is because I have a kid. <laughs> I use Pages occasionally when I just really want something and, that's incredibly you know, reports, you know, like... <laughs> it's, it's fine. Everything, everything I write, it though, is in Markdown and Ulysses. Are you so you're a Ulysses guy? Is that new or have you always been a Ulysses guy? Yeah. No, that's well, that's new as of two years ago, I want to say. Year and a half, something like that. I struggled with Did it for a long time. Did we already talk about this and I just forgot? I mean, we might have talked about it briefly, but I used to, yeah, I mean, I used to do everything in um, BB Edit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I wanted something that I could organize things, you know, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Instead of having to organize everything into into file folders um, within the app, and I like it pretty well. I think the, I think it um, the stuff that it keeps, you know, it, it stores all the documents in your um, library section instead of like in a folder. Oh. And you can you can attach folders to to it, so you could store stuff in. But the but if you just want to use it like straight up out of the box, it, it puts all your files in. in uh, and and I in the library and I don't really like yeah, that very I don't much. Like but, that either. Um, but the, but it but it syncs everything. I mean the, the the nice thing is everything is you know like if I want if I get a an idea while I'm out I can edit a document extremely easily on my iPhone. It's interesting. I've gone into a really like task specific writing setup where I just I use different apps for different things because I I like you John I use BB Edit for almost everything for a really long time at least everything work related. And now I've split off a bit because I use BB Edit to write my Macworld column every week. Um, but that's the only, and occasionally to write like freelance stuff. But, you know, if I'm writing stuff for six colors, it's in Mars Edit again. I went back to Mars Edit because it, oh. we have it set up to post there and it's just easier to write there. Um, and then some, a lot of stuff gets written in Google Docs and all my fiction stuff gets written in Scrivener. Um, so it really, and then, you know, actually what I've gotten to using a lot is, um, notes. Uh, I use that a ton for actual note taking. Yeah. I use that a lot more than it's, I used to. It's pretty good. It's not like, you know, it's never going to compete with something like Scrivener or Ulysses, but like for a super no. lightweight text editor, when all you need to do is jot stuff down and then have it show up on all your devices, right. it works pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get, and I used to use uh, Simple Note, yep. I think. Yep, same here. Um, but uh, I mean, Notes has gotten so much so good now that it's there's really no point in using that. Yep, I agree. I tried Evernote for a while when people were all the rage about that. Yeah, and I just I don't know. There's it's some of the stuff that lets you do is cool in terms of like importing stuff from a bunch of different sources, but I don't yes. like their business model, and I find everything a little bit janky. Right. So I gave up on it. Yeah, yeah. I use Notes and overly overly complicated. Yeah. I think yeah, now I too. I yeah, think it no, got totally to that agree. that point that that MS Office <laughs> where it was just like, well, now we're going to add this, now we're going to add this, I, and now we have this thing in there too. It's like, okay, I have no idea what's going on anymore. I use Notes um, mostly on iOS, uh, although I always have it open on my Mac, but I, I find it very useful. But I do all my Mac writing in BB Edit. I often even just jump over to BB Edit for like lengthier emails to craft them there. I don't mm. know why. That's mm. what I do. That's great. Wow. But you know what else I do? That is, you were weird. You were super weird. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know? Do you know what the one thing that's not weird about me, John? <laughs> nope. No one knows that. Nobody is. I'll ever tell you heard what it me. is. Yes, I do. It's the fact that I refuse no, I do. <laughs> to wear a generic off the rack suit because I want to look good. And the way to look good, if you're going to be rocking a suit, is to wear a made to measure suit, a suit that's designed to fit your body. The contours of my body are must be seen to be believed. Although most of you aren't allowed to. I'm sorry, <laughs> but Indochino knows them because I measured my body myself. Uh, with my wife's help. It was very romantic. And they sent me some made-to-measure suits. And uh, I got to tell you, every man looks better in a suit that is made to fit their body. Indochino is making it easy to get a suit that's made to fit your exact measurements at a great price. You can choose from not tens, not twenties, but hundreds of top-quality fabrics and customize every single detail, including your lapel. By the way, some people think it's a label. It's not. Jacket lining, monogram, and more. Indochino has been featured in major publications, including GQ, Forbes, and Fast Company, and it is now the largest made-to-measure menswear company in the known universe. Here's how it works. You visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. You pick your fabric. You choose your customizations. You submit your measurements. Boom. You place your order and wait for it to arrive in just a few weeks. This week, our listeners, you get this, can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com. All you have to do is enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. One more time, it's Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code REBOUND, any premium suit for just $359 for free shipping. Here's the deal, Indochino's been on the show for a long time, it's because you guys keep buying suits. Don't stop, get more. If you already bought one, buy another one. It's still the price of one, because it's half off, you get it. Incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could, Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND. Suit up. Suit up. (laughs) That ad reads, suits me. Mm. <laughs> suit puns. Mm. It's now time for the suit puns section of the show. Yeah, we have a you could walk in. You those. could walk into the Tacoma, walk into the Tacoma Apple Store and buy a 256 gigabyte iPhone 10 today. Do it. I mean, I can't. No, that's no. really far away. <laughs> it's probably a little late for you. I don't think you could get there in time. But Bolt, I think you should do it. I could pick it up for you if you know. You know, you decide that you're. Your face ID thing is too janky, and you need another if one. If we decide that we want to buy you a, <laughs> we just want to buy you a phone. That's what we're gonna do. I will accept that phone if you want to buy me a phone. <laughs> Wait, if we buy you that, I will take. If we buy you an iPhone 10, you'll you'll start using it instead of your iPhone SE. I said I would take the phone. Okay. I did not say so we'd start using it. it. Take it and sell it, and buy several iPhone SEs. <laughs> That's right. Which may be coming. Yeah, there's uh, more rumors of an iPhone SE two. We keep seeing, yeah, we keep seeing a trickle of rumors. I mean, from sketchy sources, of course. But um, SE sources. But they, but they still happen. So I, you know, 
I'm holding. I'm, I'm keeping hope alive. Well, I, I, I certainly think it's plausible that something that they will call the SE2 will come out. The question is whether I'm somewhat skeptical that it will continue to be in that exact form factor. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily will either. It could still be that size, but maybe just like a revamped case or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an iPhone 5C. <laughs> or maybe it's just yeah, you know, like it's a, maybe it's just a cheap piece of plastic. Why not? Why not? That was, is that my luck? Is that is that what? Yeah, that's around. I think that's around what your luck is like. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds seems, about seems right. Plausible for 2017. Yeah. Well, hey, that's well, we'll be in 2018 at that point. So you know, your luck uh, could yeah. change. I expect. <laughs> I expect it to continue a pace. <laughs> you don't think a uh, trend line? You'll know, take a little rebound, as it were. Oh boy! Nice way to bring it back. The, what new features is the SE2 rumored to have? You know, it's smallness. I think it depends depends on the rumor, but like, um, do you, okay. So let me rephrase. Do you think it'll have some of the things it's missing? Like, are, is it going to get Force Touch? Is it going to get Face ID? What do you think it'll have? What do I think it will have? <laughs> yes, John. What do you think it will have? What's your guess? What are you hoping? I think for? it'll be not. Tune I think it'll hear you. I think it'll be not. Dis- I mean, I, I would be. Um, not surprised if it's not dissimilar for what it is now uh and just is is faster uh and perhaps as gosh i mean are they really going still going with 3d touch i guess so so maybe 3d touch i don't think it i just i find it hard to believe that they would go all in with um like an edge-to-edge screen and face id on that unit yeah i agree no way because there would also be like a new screen to support on a phone size that's like their least important one <laughs> right yeah right yeah and plus they i mean the whole point of the that phone is that they can make all those parts super cheap because yes. they're, they're extremely scalable because they're on the older side so so yeah so oh they're probably it would probably have the faster touch id um thing because i think this has the uh oh, really that has the, that older, has the one. older one oh man i think so that's, yeah that's no good the report uh the the rumor <laughs> it's fine no it's no good it's bad it's very bad. Um, one of the rumors, which is from a not very reliable site, said suggested it would have an A10 with more with RAM, 32 gigabyte, 128 gig storage capacities, a 12 megapixel rear camera, five pex- megapixel front camera, and a slightly larger battery. But pff, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, better cameras make sense. A better chip makes sense. Um, Maybe a slightly refreshed form factor, but again, it's basically a five. I, I don't know so how they. Wide I don't know how they do that. Um, yeah, and keep the you know the the whole idea of the phone, um, you know, being using those those things that they've already sort of perfected. Leftover pieces. I just I, and I and I question you know the, the phone that they do every two years. I question they, it doesn't seem like they're hugely committed to this phone. They're making they're kind of making it grudgingly because they it actually sold better than they thought it would sell. Well, I mean it's kind of like the Mac Mini, right? Like they they do go for years without updating it. <laughs> I hope it's not as bad as the Mac right, Mini. But then but... they claim they keep mentioning that it is a product. Right. I love when they make <laughs> the factual thing that we have statements. Made. Like oh yeah, it's right there. It's on the website. Yeah. You can buy. it. And everyone's right. like, that's not you what we're look. asking. Yeah. Dan, I have a question. The entry-level one is really crappy. You have a fancy iPhone 10. I have only seen you on Instagram post one photo using portrait mode. It was, it was a photo that had two photos in it. It was a, great, you, it was a great photo, though. It was. 
Uh, Jedi versus Sith was the mm-hmm. caption, if memory mm-hmm. serves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you is, Dan Morin, yeah. are you using the fancy camera a lot, or are your posts indicative of the fact that you're not snapping that many portrait photos? I don't snap that many portrait photos. I definitely used it a bunch the first um, the first like week or so that I had it. Um, but I, I, and I've taken some, some decent ones, mostly of my girlfriend because she, she's the only other, I don't take that many pictures of myself. She's the only other person here. Um, but that I, you know of that I know of. Um, but I really haven't, haven't tried that many. I did try briefly. We were, um, outside and I tried to take a selfie of both of us using portrait mode. Um, which I'm not even sure. Does that technically work? It looks like it does. We uh, I couldn't get it to work because we had too much backlight, like too much lighting, and we couldn't quite get the light right, and it was not happy about the, the you know the um, uh, all the, the yeah, lighting it should aspect. Work. You should be able to take. Yeah, it looked like it detected uh, yeah. both faces, so I thought it would probably work. It's also harder to get the framing because the portrait mode is often closer, in like more zoomed in essentially. Um, so yeah, I haven't used it that much. Um, maybe uh, Christmas rolls around and I have some family visiting. I might give it more of a shot, but I just don't, I don't take that many pictures in general. So it's, it's cool. Um, the times that I have used it, it's impressive. Uh, it's just not something, you know, I don't, I don't have three kids, Lex. Like you got a lot of subjects there. You should get a dog. (laughs) Yeah. You need to get a dog. Have you, yeah. yeah, Have we, have, have you taken, you haven't taken portrait modes of your dog. Have you Lex? I have to say, uh, Portrait mode photos of my dog, at least, are a nightmare. It's not impossible. Uh, it typically requires taking 10,000 photos. You can't do portrait mode photos mm. in burst mode. Uh, but my dog is kind of an asshole, Dan. Uh, he moves a lot, and portrait mode <laughs> prefers that you don't move. Um, Cody prefers that he does move. Uh, I will say, I had my, uh, we had a big Thanksgiving, of course, and um, my mother in law wanted to take a photo of. All her kids and their spouses and their children. And so Uncle Mort was there and I said, why don't you use my phone? It's the best camera we have here because people were handing him phones, but they were all like old phones. Ugh, sevens and whatnot. <laughs> and so I gave him my phone and he knows how to use it. He has an iPhone of his own. Uh, and he held down the trigger button and it was not a portrait mode photo. And uh, burst mode on the iPhone 10 is obscenely fast. In about, I, I can't tell you, I'm going to make up a number of seconds, but in what felt like five to 10 seconds, he took 550 photos <laughs> of the family <laughs> standing there. What? Uh, he took so many photos. Like he just held the button down and it just took so many photos. It was truly unbelievable. That's awesome. You should keep all of them. Well, the thing is, I thought that when Apple first unveiled Burst Mode, they said, like, you're going to hit the select button and we're going to algorithmically tell you which ones are the best ones to take. It doesn't feel, or best ones to keep, it doesn't feel like it's really doing that anymore. Like, it was like, show me one where Liam's head was down and a baby was looking away. And then I scrolled through 500 photos and found one where Liam was looking at the camera and a baby was not looking down. Like, I don't I don't know. I want that feature to be better. I want burst mode to tell me here are the best photos. I feel like it could do it. And well, that's, that's one of those diminishing return things I think that Apple does sometimes where they introduce a bunch of new features and they're like, these are great. And everyone's like, yeah, we want those features. And then over time, you're like, these features don't work great. And they're like, oh, we're on to something else. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we've moved on, and then they circle. Sometimes circle back around several years down the road, uh, but yeah, it does feel like one of those things. I agree. I, I don't use it that much. I try to avoid taking burst mode photos, but I I agree that it doesn't always seem to do as an ideal a job. I do like that. In um, is this? I don't know if it's just an iPhone, iOS 11 or on the iPhone 10, but the whole like um, 
uh, keep eight, keeping HDR version separate is they've kind of given up on or like disabled by default. I think on the iPhone 10, you know, you like you, yeah. could, you could have it. It would keep both a lot of times if it like yeah. took an HDR picture. But now it basically just assumes like the the HDR picture is good enough that you're not going to want the non HDR version, which I think is generally yeah. true. Yeah, the only thing like portrait selfie mode needs work. Yeah, sure. I mean. That and I, I mean, we've seen Google's implementation of this as well, which is also has some like weird idiosyncrasies. <laughs> so these things are are pretty good, but like they're they can still use uh, additional stuff. This is where like the machine learning comes into play, and I'm I'm fascinated with watching this develop because it's one of those technologies that I feel like people are like machine learning, machine learning, it solves everything. And I'm like, here's the thing: machines are dumb, <laughs> and the stuff that they learn, <laughs> if it's wrong. <laughs> It really fucks everything up. This whole autocorrect bug, which is now like reared its head again for a separate thing. Again, yeah. And yeah. I have noticed, I don't know about you guys, but my experience with autocorrect has been like steadily declining, I feel like. Like there are numerous times where I type an actual word and it changes it into something else. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> if I wanted that, that is what I would have typed. But I keep trying to like type this word and it's like, nope, you clearly mean this. Um, and sometimes it will be a thing that is not a word, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Cody agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> one out of one dogs agree. I mean, he has trouble typing as well, I think is what he's saying. <laughs> I think Lex left. <laughs> I think he's gone. Um, so I he guess is. I guess my, he my, got rant there, my rant there was wow. so bad that he decided to leave. So that's <laughs> he good. He was so mad at you. <laughs> Better the machines got him. I don't know. Is that a possibility? Lex has been autocorrected. <laughs> well, it was going to happen. Have you yeah. noticed this problem, John? Since you're the only person left here, <laughs> I have not. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think I've noticed it getting bad. I mean, it, it getting significantly worse. Other than those bugs, which, um, and I haven't gotten the second one yet. Knock on wood. But, um, but I, think I did those, get the first one. I think those bugs obviously. are, and it's, it, it makes me wonder if somebody's like like screwing around with it deliberately somehow no, I, I i don't think so at all i think that the machine the way machine learn learning works to a certain extent is iterative right like it like keeps trying things and it like learns things based on patterns and i think if you get bad data in there that the machine learning is sometimes going to reinforce that bad data because it thinks it's good yeah and that's avoidable in some cases but it's also just it feels like to a certain degree a function of the way those systems work and it's a i mean i find that a little worrying because it does reinforce bad behaviors and it makes stuff less convenient because if you have to spend more time correcting right. or typing I, I just feel that i i type a lot on my phone and i've gotten very frustrated at times where i feel like it is deliberately not deliberately whereas misinterpreted things and written you know incorrect like and it's not just the the earliest days of autocorrect right where everybody had you know damn it autocorrect and all that stuff it feels like it's actively mm -hmm. screwed with words like i have better luck with the predictive text sometimes because then i don't have to do as much typing but it's also yeah. that that is a weird system in and of itself too yeah i do find that ios 11 predictive text has gotten oh. significantly oh, back <laughs> I never you left. You decided to rejoin you the podcast. That left. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's a lie. <laughs> you just didn't answer what we were trying we're to like, talk oh, to. I you. think Lex is gone. And then there my was dog left. I had to get my dog back. UPS came, and my Your wife dog, the dog left. Out and the dog went. Yeah, it was a whole thing. The door got open for UPS, and the dog went out, and it was like a dog emergency. It's fine. Everything's fine. Did dog sign for uh, the package? 
He did. Okay. Um, dog on it. And so, but the, 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 the suggested words are getting smarter. Like, I, I think when they talked about iOS 10, they said, yeah, it's going to learn how you talk to different people and it'll suggest the right words at the right times depending on context and whom you're interacting with. And I don't feel like it did that. And I do feel like it does that now. That's I, my experience. I find that it has, it's very interesting sometimes. Have you noticed um, if you're on a, like a webpage, like I'll be looking something up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's so weird. And I will go to type something in the search bar and it like pulls something off that webpage. Like, oh, maybe you want to search for this thing. It's very yes. bizarre. <laughs> it almost never is accurate, but yes. it's always interesting. <laughs> it's always something that is on that page, and I can understand why you might think, okay, I guess that's a term that somebody would be interested in searching for based on this below text. Um, but yeah, it's almost never what I'm actually <laughs> going to use. I, I think I've mentioned on the show that anytime I watch a movie, like my immediate next thing is that I Google the IMDb page for it, right. the Wikipedia sure. page for it, and... Um, after I do that, it'll typically say, oh, the next thing you must want to Google is the names of one of the actors in the movie. And I'm like, nope, I definitely have no interest in doing that. But thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate that you're thinking of me, phone. Yeah, thanks, phone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, thanks, thanks for being a friend. <laughs> All right, thing. let me get the uh, recording button. Carry the two. And then this thing articulating put, put the two, splines. Put the two down. Get rid of that. Put the two down. Open this. Talk about Earth stuff. Turn that on. <laughs> oh, nope, Oops. turn that off. Wrong thing. Okay. This is the world's worst game of uh, Space Team. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was the world's worst game of Bop It. <laughs> yeah. Boppet and Space Team are basically the same game. <laughs> That's a fair point. Start these encoding. Is this the show? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Should okay. it be the show? Sure. Are we doing uh, a show? Yeah. Oh, wait. Shit. Okay. It's, this <laughs> not is not, not, not the show anymore. Sorry. <laughs>